Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. The Saints have a new quarterback. Let's talk about it next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT and 5. I'm Chris Towers here with Dave Richard. And Derek Carr has reportedly agreed to, or is about to agree, to a deal to sign with the New Orleans Saints. That deal is expected to be a four-year pact. And I think it's probably an upgrade over what they had at quarterback last season. Remember, Jameis Winston and, and mostly Andy Dalton played quarterback for the Saints. I think Derek Carr is probably an upgrade over that. Although if you look at the numbers over the course of their careers, Andy Dalton and Derek Carr, there's a little bit of the Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man meme with those two guys. Dave, what are your thoughts on this? I, I kind of agree with you. I think that it's it's an upgrade in one sense and it's a downgrade in another sense. Let me tell you what Carr was better than Dalton in last year. His completion rate on passes of 20 plus air yards, his touchdown rate on 20 plus air yard throws, his yards per attempt on 20 plus air yard throws, all better than Dalton. Mm -hmm. Overall, his deep rate better than Dalton took more chances than Dalton touchdown rate on 11 plus air yard throws better than Dalton Carr had 20 passes that went 45 plus air yards. Check that 10, not 20, 20 would be a lot. <laughs> 10 still good. The max he threw 58 air yards. Andy Dalton's max was 44 air yards. So right away, we know we're getting a stronger arm. But let me tell you what Dalton was better than Carr in last year. Completion rate overall. Completion rate on passes of 11-plus air yards. Completion rate in goal-to-go situations. Yards per attempt overall. Interception rate overall. Interception rate on 11-plus air yards. QBR, quarterback rating overall. Dalton was better than Carr. And remember, <laughs> Carr had Devontae Adams and a little bit of Darren Waller and a little bit of Hunter Renfro. And Dalton was better? Ugh, it makes me a little bit nervous, Chris. Yeah, it makes it, me nervous to say that Derek Carr is about to tear into New Orleans and, and have himself a good year, and Chris Olave is going to be a top 12 receiver. I, I'm not there. I can't say that. Yeah, it, it's a little weird because like Derek Carr does have this reputation as a dink and dunk passer, but he was actually very aggressive last season. He's been a pretty good pa deep passer over the past three seasons. Obviously, him and Devontae Adams... Devontae Adams had another great year, one of the best years of his career, actually. But the two of them were clearly not on the same page as often as you would have liked. 55.6% catch rate for Devontae Adams, his lowest since 2015. That's a concern when you're talking about Chris Olave taking the next step. I think the biggest thing for me, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this, but I think the biggest mm -hmm. thing for me is just the Saints have been a very passive offensive team over the past couple of seasons. They haven't really been willing to throw the ball down the field, certainly Derek Carr, 12% of his passes were 20-plus air yards. Andy Dalton, it was only 7% last season. Uh, and just overall, they've been pretty, you know, a pretty run-heavy offense. I think giving Derek Carr four years, bringing him in at the start of free agency, my assumption is that means that they're more confident in using him to move the ball down the field, in the air, and that means we're going to see a 
bigger pass volume for this team. And if Chris Olave can maintain anything like a 26% target share, which is what he had in the 15 games that he played last season, and 14-yard average depth of target while playing in a higher volume passing offense, he could really take a step forward. I mean, only four touchdowns, but almost 1,100 yards in 15 games. Remember, he left two of those games early. And Chris Olave, I'm moving him into my top 20 at wide receiver. He's not a top 12 guy for me yet, but there's absolutely top 12 upside for me here with Chris Olave. I would be a little more excited if they had done a better job uh, improving on Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like Derek Carr is a combination of Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston. <laughs> so it, that's fine. They turn two players into one. They'll grab another quarterback along the way to back up Carr. I, I could still see New Orleans trying to take some pressure off of Carr, but you want to talk about a situation that's murky. Check out that Saints running back group. Yep. You don't know how long we're going to have Alvin Kamara for. You don't know what Taysom Hill's impact is going to be. Taysom Hill's going to have an impact that's going to take away a little bit from Derek Carr over the course of the season as well. To me, I, I'm going to be a little bit less excited about Olave. Let's call him a top 15 to 20 receiver, mm-hmm. depending on scoring. I'll like him better in full PPR than non-PPR, which is weird because he's a downfield guy and he's getting a downfield quarterback, but I just I, I feel like he's going to still get that volume, and I think that'll help him in full PPR and not as much in non-PPR, especially with all of Derek Carr's accuracy issues. Carr, to me, is a is a milk toast number two fantasy quarterback yep. that you're only drafting in Superflex and 2QB leagues. Don't get me started on what could happen with Alvin Kamara, by the way. 20% of the targets for Derek Carr last season went to running backs. That was not bad. It was 18th among quarterbacks last year. He could be around there again this year. I suppose that's an improvement over what the Saints had in in, in, uh, in 2022. But then again, Dalton, 23.9% to running backs last year was pretty good. Yeah, it was weird with Kamara because his target share slipped as the season went on. They stopped really throwing it to him, and it really impacted his fantasy potential. Obviously, he's dealing with he's facing legal issues stemming from an assault charge last offseason. So we don't know if or when he's going to be able to play. Outside of Olave and Kamara, I guess, as like an RB2 or 3, is there anyone else on this offense worth drafting in a standard fantasy league? You know, maybe. I'm not sure if Rashid Shahid is going to be the number 2 receiver there, but whoever Mm -hmm. that number 2 receiver is there, maybe that's a bench guy. But Jawan Johnson's got to be looked at with a late-round pick. I do think that Jawan Johnson showed flashes last year, and I could see him being a late-round draft pick at tight end, kind of as a number 2 tight end. Maybe number one at the schedule is not bad to begin the season, but Derek Carr leaned on Darren Waller for four years. Before mm-hmm. Waller became a thing, it was Jared Cook for a season. So over the last five or so years, I think Carr has realized that the tight end is an important position, and Jawan Johnson can move a little bit. We'll see where that goes. All right, that's going to do it for FFT and 5, this emergency edition with the Derek Carr signing. We'll be back tomorrow to talk combine risers and fallers with Emory Hunt. We'll see you then. docuseries on paramount plus why did he kill his family the answer lies across the ocean and a woman named sylvie she's a can model where desire leads to deception i ended up spending 12 and 15 thousand dollars a day it was addictive i can't get you out and obsession leads to murder who did this to your family you can't really maintain a fantasy forever control all desire now streaming on paramount plus